Welcome, my name is Luke and today we'll be looking at Monet's water lilies here at the Wham. As we observe the painting with its shimmering blue water reflecting the lively green trees surrounding the pond, we must remember that this is not the only painting of water lilies by Monet. It is merely one painting in a series of hundreds. This was not uncommon for Monet as he did this throughout his career with several different landscapes, most famously the haystacks. The story of Monet's water lilies actually cannot be told without understanding Monet's haystacks in my opinion. As we observe the haystacks, we are brought into a new world, but it is not the world of the haystacks. Rather, it is the world of Monet. The goal of his haystacks is not to simply capture several different landscape portraits of haystacks. It is meant to show the many perspectives of rather Monet, and in a sense, the haystacks are tragic pieces. They exemplify our strong desire to be able to see to feel, and to control everything. But we cannot, and we are not satisfied. It scares us that we will never be able to see everything because that takes away our ability to feel. When we cannot feel, we cannot control. Our inability to con control certain aspects in life causes us to feel weak. Not only is the fact that we cannot see everything scary because it means we cannot control, but it also means we cannot understand too. One of the hardest things to say in this world is, I don't know. Monet's haystacks are just a variety of paintings that simply say, I don't know. While they capture light gorgeously, exemplify the beauty of nature, and contain simple imagery that hypnotizes all of us, the haystacks are so much more, and so are the water lilies. The water lilies are yet another attempt to capture light, nature, and imagery from a variety of different perspectives like in his works with the haystacks. However, Monet is not simply attempting to view all the perspectives of the lilies. He wants you to be immersed in the painting so that you will become immersed within nature. In Paul Hayes Tucker's Claude Monet, Life and Art, he describes the goal Monet had when painting the variety of lilies. He wanted to be able to put all of his works into one room, fill that entire room with the paintings except for one chair in the middle of that room, and whoever sat in that chair would be encircled by these mysteriously seductive reflections. This desire to be fully immersed with nature came towards the end of Monet's life. There is something poetic in that he started his career reimagining how he could see the world. By the end of it, he wanted to take us back to the roots of this world. He wanted to, us to see the beauty that, is, that was in our world rather than the beauty of his mind. In an interview, Bonet claimed that the motivation for these paintings was that he had no other desire than to merge myself more intimately within nature. The poetry in this is palpable. As Monet approached his death, he looked back on his life and determined that one of his last works would be to immerse himself with nature, with the earth. He would bring himself back to the soil that he would soon be buried in, and he would be one with the earth. Only he determined that in order to be one with the earth, he had to lose himself in it. I would like to now transition to two short stories. The first is about a couple, Chris and Robin, going to the pond you are staring at right now at the Wham. Robin has been going there since she was a child and wishes to show her boyfriend the beauty of that pond. Why are we here? Well, look at the water lilies. They're blooming. The reds, purples, yellows all surrounded by the crystal blue pond. Isn't it beautiful? The whole world just comes to a halt. Cool. Oh, come on, just go with it. Here, give me your hand. 
Now just stare into the pond and breathe. No. Why? Because this is dumb. How do you know if you don't even try it? Because it's a pond. It's just a pond. The world doesn't just stop because I stare at some shitty water for like 30 seconds. I still have to work in accounting every single day hoping the building burns down so I can go home. I still root for the giants who were absolutely trash this year. I have too much shit to worry about and staring at some water will not fix it. You're so fucking stubborn. Love you too. Just shut up and stare. I close my eyes and breathe. I forget about my job, my bills, and even Chris. I feel empty. It's somehow fulfilling. There is nothing to worry about here. I only think of one thing. My mom. Her red hair. Her beautiful blue sundress. I think about her kind green eyes that hypnotize everyone she meets. Her, warm, her warmth envelops my mind and I just start to melt. I begin to cry and as Chris puts his arm over my shoulder to comfort me, I begin to think of my father. As we look back at the painting, let's think about perspectives. What makes this painting a beautiful work of art? What makes it some quote, shitty water? Can we think about both of these things at the same time? How does our own life affect the way we examine these paintings? Let's think about these questions as we move on to the second story, which depicts a single father and his daughter going to the same pond. 10 years, 10 whole years later, and I have nothing. All I have to keep me going is my daughter, Robin. It's been a year since her mother died. We had already been divorced before she passed away, but I still miss her. Her fiery red hair, her big teeth that glistened with each smile that passed, her big dimple in the right cheek, her big green eyes that were as warm as her spirit. She was so kind and she was an amazing mother. That's why we didn't work out. She was so good for me. We both worked all day, but when she came home, she knew how to be a parent. I didn't. I still don't even know how to raise her. Thankfully, her mother Nance has helped me a lot on the weekdays, but I don't know what to do on the weekends. I was too young when I had Robin. She's such a great kid and she honestly deserves better than me. I just hope that I don't fuck it up so much that I ruin her. She has so much potential. Today, Robin and I are going to the pond that her mother would always take her to for some quality time together. I never went, and I don't really want to go either. It will make me think of her too much. Nevertheless, Robin has been begging me to go, so I guess we're going. Daddy? Yes, dear? When are we going to the pond? Just a second, sweetie. I have to put on my sneakers, and then we can go. I slowly tie my Jordans, just hoping that Robin will forget or get distracted. I look up and see her in her pink rain boots, smiling. Can I start the car, Daddy? No. I know if you start it, you'll drive off. We chuckle. How much longer until I can drive? How old are you? Uh, you should know this, Daddy. I'm seven in two months and three days. Well, in ten years, six months, and three days, you can get your permit, sweetie. Ten years is such a long time, though. Trust me, I know. We get in the car. My palms start to sweat as we approach. I stop the car and hop out. I grab Robin's hand and we walk over to the edge of the pond. Close your eyes, Dad. Why? It's what me and Mom always did. Okay. I reluctantly close my eyes for about a minute, peeking every few seconds to make sure she doesn't run away to, to the car and drive off. Now open them. What do you see? 
uh, the pond. What do you see? Mommy. I looked down at her as her chubby cheeks drooped onto the floor. She bends down to pick up a rock and she tosses it into the pond. I pick her up. Do you miss Mommy? She nods. Yeah, me too. I look out towards the palm, hoping that this will all change someday. I just hope Robin is happy someday, but I don't think I can give that to her. I love her, but she deserves better. And here we are, back with Monet. As we once again observe the lilies, we are transported back to nature. Only this time, we have new perspectives of the lilies. Hopefully, we can all leave here today understanding why Monet brought us here. Not only to be immersed with nature, but to see new perspectives of life. While we might not know what everyone's perspectives of life are, whether it be politically, culturally, or just everyday life, we can all leave here yearning to understand, which I believe is all Monet would have wanted.